T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. It is 5 o'clock. Congratulations. Hopefully you're off work as you're headed to the weekend. Luckily for you, old Dirty Show and Team Meal have the latest. Uh, If you missed it earlier, uh, around 3.30, we spoke with uh, Patty Smith, the great Patty Smith of the uh, Houston Sports Authority. Uh, as the uh, Houston Sports Awards are coming up, we talked about the golden ticket. That golden ticket, right, where you get two uh, two uh, season tickets to everything. Astros, Texans. Um, Let me get it. Rockets. Texans, uh, Astros, Cats, Rockets, Dynamo, Dynamo Dash, Sabercats, Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Two tickets to the Texas Bowl. I had it. I got One it. Houston Astros game suite for too. 12 guests. One Houston Rockets game suite for 12 guests. There you go. That's the list. Bro. All courtesy of the Brother in Arms uh, Foundation. Yeah, I, I had it. If you just if you just gave me, just gave oh, me you had it all. It sounded like you didn't have it in front of you. I was just trying. I to I didn't help have you it out. in front of me, but I was going to do oh, it. I okay. was doing it off memory. You had you had Dynamo Dash and Sabercats and Livestock Show yes, Rodeo. I was saying Sabercats first because that was I the hard one know. to forget. All right. Well, I, I had faith in you. I had faith in you. I was saying it. Oh, you two go. You two go. Go pet each other somewhere else. Why, why, why we got to go pet each other? I had, I had, pet each other. I had, I had confidence in you, Just because we Bob. had confidence in each other. He was, he was stumbling through it. You had no confidence. I, had, I was not stumbling. You just kept you just flowing through it and getting getting it up and then just talking last time I saved you. Last time I saved you. Talking, that, that I don't, don't think it needed saving, man. First off, that doesn't have to be. Every situation is different, Clinton. Nope. You don't have to not save me, nope. but I had Good it. luck, Bob. I had Hope it. You, you, were doing, water. Doing, you were doing great, show. The golden tickets, though. We, we talked about yeah, it. Man. They're sold out. They are sold out. She said, she said it. She said it with the song. She said, I got 41 left. And I said to her, you're probably down to 39 by now. And I think it was, what, 15, 10 minutes later? What time do we have her on? I'll tell you. 3.30. Three, 3.45. I, I got all caps oh, sold out. Wow. Powerful, man. Amazing, man. It's sports quiet, Radio, yeah. the power of Sports Radio 610. Oh, gone. Don't it, ever man. try to tell us ain't nobody listening. I'm telling you, look what happens when you come on with us. It gets sold out now. Look out now. <laughs> Good point. You Good get point. a sneak peek into some cool stuff when you listen. Hey, man. Hey, here he goes. Man. <laughs> what? Right, they so do. The they, some people probably didn't know about the golden ticket until yeah. they heard Patty oh. on with us All and right. got that little sneak peek. Okay. All right, man. We get it. Dude, I let you. I allowed you to come out and defend yourself. Now you're just... <laughs> Five o'clock fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the Texans, we understand they are uh, in the midst of interviewing coaches. 
uh, the latest uh, the, uh, Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator. He's in today. I have not heard any confirmation or seen that that, that interview was completed, but he would be the second interview they've had. Obviously, Ben Johnson, the also offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions, interviewed yesterday. Jonathan Gannon is uh, is uh, set to interview over the weekend. So they got two there, Clint. They got two there. Yeah. And um, listen, for me, we've talked about the offensive-defensive guy. I've got to learn a little bit more about Jonathan Gannon. Like, I, the, to get the sense if he's that alpha, got to learn a little bit more from him with that. But from the beginning, Shane Steichen has really, really intrigued me because I really love to see coaches have the ability to work with different type of players that yeah. aren't just married to one thing and have to have a certain type of player. And when we're talking about an offensive coordinator, an offensive coach, that goes directly to quarterback. And for him to do what he's done with Jalen Hurts has been amazing. Where was he before Jalen Hurts? The uh, the L.A. Chargers. That means he's with Justin Herbert the breakout year as a rookie. Where was it before that? Or who did he have before that? Yeah, Phillip Rivers. So for him to be able to work with guys like Phillip Rivers, guys like Justin Herbert, and guys like like Jalen Hurts and get the best out of those guys, that is that is really intriguing from an offensive standpoint. Yeah, I agree, I agree wholeheartedly. I, I think that's that's the intrigue here. And, you know, you, you can even add to the mix that Brian Johnson, his his current quarterback coach, um, who who was instrumental in Dak in Dak's development in college and Kyle Trask's development. Uh, at Florida and and um, and and now with Jalen Hurts' development in in Philly, um, you would hope that he would be a guy that would want to come home. He's a Baytown kid. You, you hope he's a guy that would want to come home and go from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator under Shane Steichen, an offensive-minded head coach. Your quarterback room would be in really, really, really good shape. Doesn't feel like he and may it, be the OC, no matter either, regardless of either one of them coming over. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I know he's garnering a lot of attention. I, I do know that. I know, like, I, I just saw a report where the, he's there's three names on the list for the New York Jets to uh, to interview um, different guy, different uh, guys for the court, offensive coordinator position, yeah. and Brian Johnson was on that. So he he doesn't he de- he definitely is not going to need Shane Steichen or Jonathan Gannon to take a job for him to get an offensive coordinator job. He's getting serious consideration as of now. I'm just saying Shane Steichen. Could come could come as a head coach and bring an offensive coordinator quarterback coach with him, and boy, that would sew up a lot of the problem in Houston, um, in terms of hiring and 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 in terms of scheme and ter- and in terms of taking care of the quarterback position immediately. Also, in the NFL coaching news, as we get ready for uh, this uh, this process of hiring for the Texans, Rams coach Sean McVay intends to return to his team, the L.A. Rams. Um, as he uh, took a few days to consider his future, he is going back to the Rams coming up next year. Been reports throughout. Uh, just a couple of days ago, Clint, it was up in the air. Hell, he was telling some some people on his coaching staff to go ahead and, hey, man, seek out other employment if you need to. But uh, today, Sean McVay and the Rams put it out about 10 minutes ago. Sean McVay is, uh, is going to return as their coach. Yeah, I, I mean, to your point, I, I just I think it's very interesting uh, that that a coach just a handful of days ago was talking about he was so com- so um, non-committal to coaching next year for the Rams that he encouraged his staff to go go look for other jobs uh, and 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 interview if they if they 
if they're approached with it. And then a couple of days later, he's like, nope, I'm excited, guys. We're, I'm, I'm staying. I'm excited. Let's roll. Um, I, I, I don't – that seems that seems a bit wishy-washy for such an important position in an organization, a head coach, a team that won a Super Bowl two years ago. Um, but that's how Sean rolls, so I, I'm sure the Rams are, are, are good with it. Five o'clock fire. All right, moving over to the Astros. Um, as we're – this is around that time – arbitration where uh, where teams try to get deals done before it goes to arbitration and the Astros have done it with a couple of guys uh, in particular in that bullpen uh, Dubon oh I'm sorry uh, uh, Verlander Verlander's field. personal center fielder Damn uh, nice. he I did it yeah <laughs> he, uh, he re-upped as well but uh, Ryan Stanek they have they get a deal done to avoid arbitration if you remember Ryan Stanek had uh, the best year era wise uh, coming out of the bullpen uh, in Astros history, uh, and uh, Ryan Stanek reups as well as um, as a, as a Moot, uh, uh, Phil Maton, he reups as well uh, in that bullpen. And Clint, it looks like they're going to go with a lot of pieces out of that bullpen. When you understand Presley, the closer is going to be there. They gave a big deal to Montero in the offseason. Abreu, you think is down there, and they're committing here with Stanek as well as Maton. Looks like that bullpen is going to be a lot of the same, which is interesting because bullpens can be fickle and up and down from year to year. As we saw, Phil Maton was a different player two years ago than he was last year, but um, they like these guys, apparently. Yeah, I mean, they're avoiding arbitration. They're keeping them, they're keeping them uh, happy, to say the least, and, and, and making it at the as little as little difficult as possible. Um, and, and there's got to be some value in that, so... Um, keeping these guys around is big. I'm I, like I said. I'm I'm um, I'm all for running it back. Also, Jose Arquiti as well uh, as uh, they were able That's to right. arbitration with him as well. So another arm there in the rotation potentially there as the as the Astros getting it going. Pitchers and catchers. That's 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 next month. Good God Almighty. Mid February. Mid February. That's next month as uh, they'll be in Florida getting ready for the new season. Five o'clock fire. All right, uh, this is this is one to me to really watch, Clint, because we know that Bryce Young has declared for the draft, and Bill Levis is uh, he is he is declared for the draft too. I knew I knew that would check you up. God, I always thought, man, you wanted to come in so bad when I said Bill Levis <laughs> that you wanted to come in. And I want to call. That's what I want to call him. No, I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna let you keep going oh, with Bill, it, man. Oh, Bill Levis. Uh, if he comes in, obviously Bill, a nickname for William. Um, but Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud, Clint, has not declared for the draft yet. And he has until Monday. Monday until he can declare, uh, has to declare for the draft. If not, he will go back to Ohio State. And, Clint, this is this for the Texans is really interesting because if they were in hopes of a quarterback, if they were in hopes of – Boy, we got Bryce Young and we got C.J. Stroud really, really close on our draft board. If they, if, if Bryce Young goes ahead of us or C.J. Stroud goes ahead of us, it's okay. Man, if they don't have Will Levis up there and this is a two-person draft, a two-quarterback draft, and they don't now control the board because they all decided to get frisky in the fourth quarter, boy, boy, this could be a huge deal if C.J. Stroud doesn't declare and decides to go back to Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, it, it changes the, the draft at, uh, at the quarterback position in a major way, no question about that. I think it, it makes the value of that number one overall pick, which the Chicago Bears own at the moment, 
It makes that value go through the roof because there's only right now I would I would say two top tier quarterbacks that, that are that are ready to play. I mean, I, I think I think Anthony Richardson to John McClain's point earlier. We had John McClain, NFL Hall of Famer, on with us earlier in the four o'clock hour. Um, at four o'clock, and he mentioned Anthony Richardson, which I'm glad, which I'm glad he brought in. I think Anthony Richardson is by far and away the most talented, um, well put together quarterback uh, in this draft. But I, I think there's some maturity, some development that has to take place that may or may not take place. It's just time will tell. Probably should have went back to school, uh, but he came out anyway. Um, I don't put him in the same category as as these other guys, these, these top three. And if you if C.J. Stroud were to go back to college, which I don't think he's going to do, but if he were in the day of the NIL where they can go back and make a boatload of money, um, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock the heck out of me. But if he does, then all of a sudden you got two quarterbacks to fight over. Yeah. That number one spot uh, becomes much more valuable for Indianapolis to jump up, Carolina to jump up. Uh, any any quarterback needy football team can jump up and, and get ahead of the Texans um, if they need to. And obviously the need to would, would increase if there were only – if there were one less, one fewer quarterbacks in this draft. I know NIL has kind of changed the game in situations like this, and this would be a real – this would be like the first real show of it. You think – how real you think this is? You think he's serious? Well, the only, reason I, the only reason I think it's serious is because I, I, I've, thought, I've thought all along that C.J. Stroud would benefit – like his game would benefit from another year in college. Um, I just was not impressed with C.J. Stroud. I mean, in terms of being being Until he played Georgia. like the hype was was the hype was way bigger than I think the actual film on C.J. Stroud um, until the Georgia game. He went out there and did exactly what every time I turned the film on this year, every time I turned the Ohio State game on, I expected to see to some degree what we saw against Georgia. Maybe not as many plays, but, but to some degree extending plays. You know, dropping the arm slot, making different throws, big throws and big moments, and you can argue they can they can they had game control, unbelievable game control. So there was never a need, but I just didn't see it until the Georgia game. If he goes out there and throw and, and throws twelve games up of that kind of film, um, the game changes for him. Obviously, the money doesn't because he, he can only be drafted so damn high, and he's going to be top five either this year or next year. But I I do think his game would benefit from another year relative to him transitioning. To the NFL. With that said, I don't think it happens. I think he goes to the yeah, NFL. I'm with you on that. Five o'clock fire. All right, as the playoffs get going tomorrow, uh, Clint, injuries has become a big part, portion of this. Quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, two are out. But we've just found out today that Mike Williams, who earlier in the week they said, oh, he's expected to play with this back issue. Yeah. Mike Williams is going to be out two to three weeks. So even if they win the game with a fractured back, they would – they would have to go to Kansas City unless the Dolphins won, uh, or or the uh, or or the Ravens won. But they'd have to go to the Kansas City or Buffalo is what they're going to have to do, and play without Mike Williams in that game regardless. So he is going to be out even if they win yeah. the game. For you, this happened because Brandon Staley played them, and there was nothing for them to gain. They were going to be the five seed whether they won or lost. Hell, they lost the game, and he played his starters for a long stretch. This fireball. Is this a fireball offense to you? Um, coupled with everything else that was going on yeah. with it, with a first round exit and having not made the playoffs, what is the third year for Staley? Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's very possible. I mean, it, it, it'll definitely be. I think it would definitely be a a bullet on the on the uh, let's say a bullet in the gun relative yeah. to firing a, a head coach. Yeah, I think it'll be discussed if they overcome it. 
and win a game, then, then it won't. But, boy, if they lose the first playoff game that they've had and the first the first game after Mike Williams gets injured playing when it wasn't when he shouldn't have been on the field at all, yeah, that could be a major problem. Yeah, especially with who could be available. That's why yeah. That's why it could be a fireable thing uh, for, for Brandon Staley. So we'll watch that as the, uh, the postseason gets started tomorrow. Uh, coming up, man, it, it looks like potentially a Texan may have gotten screwed and something else that Nick Casario doesn't want to see. We'll tell you what that is coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. That's right. On a beautiful Friday, man, going into the weekend. It looks beautiful outside. I hope you enjoy yourself, as we will. Clint, um, tell me if you think um, if you think Laramie Tunzel got screwed. The All-Pro team came out, and I thought there was a really good chance that for the first time he would make All-Pro. He did not. He did not make first nor second team. Left tackle, Trent Williams, was the first team um, left tackle. Second team went to Andrew Thomas, left tackle for the New York Giants. Two teams that are in the playoffs. Obviously, when you look at this list of of all of the, the players on first and second team, the vast majority of them played on successful teams. The vast majority of them played on teams that are in the playoffs or at least battled for the playoffs. I think that probably hurt Laramie Tunzel, but especially from a pass-blocking standpoint, he was elite, elite this year. But Trent Williams, many people widely believe is the best tackle in the game, uh, was the first team uh, left tackle. And then for the Giants, Andrew Thomas. You you think you think uh, Laramie got screwed a little bit? Well, I mean, as as it pertains to um, to Andrew Thomas, I have no idea. I, I haven't watched enough New York Giants offensive line tape that to know. That would kind of surprise me. I mean, look, here's the deal. I I think I think when you when I look at this, I, I know when you when you think when you talk about the 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 first uh, first team left tackle Trent Williams. Um, I, I mean, I think that that screams all around tackle, right? I, I think to your point, I think Laramie Tunsil is 
is is one of, if not the best, pure pass protecting left tackle in the game. Maybe the difference. Yeah. But but to me, when you watch Trent Williams, there there's a level of nasty there that just ain't that you just don't see from in the run game that you just don't see from from Laramie Tunsil. Now is is it scheme? Is it the fact that he's playing with the San Francisco 49ers and they 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 do some things in the run game a little bit differently? And he's and he is. And he is, uh, you know, he's benefiting from that maybe. But when I look at him and, and him being first team, then in, in that my, would make sense to you. In my mind, well, yeah, it would make sense to me. In my mind, it automatically goes, okay, who? We're not talking just pass protection. We're talking all around dominant and pass protection, dominant and run game. Um, and I understand that him being on the first team, left tackle Andrew Thomas. I have no idea about the Giants, but I, I would imagine that it's more of the same. That's a big boy that they drafted early mm-hmm. and he came out of Georgia, Georgia right? Georgia, yep, yep. Yeah, I would imagine that's more of the same. There's probably much more impressive run blocking um, out of Andrew Thomas than you're getting out of out of uh, Laramie Tunsil. No slight to Tun, no no slight to Tunsil at all. Great year, um, but but I would imagine those two guys are just on a little different level from the physicality standpoint in the run game. Great year, as Nick Casario said earlier on Payne and Pender, Pendergast this week. Laramie Tunsil had a great year. Nick, this one, this one ain't looking good. Also on that, uh, on that, uh, that all pro team, Sauce Gardner was the only rookie to earn NFL All Pro First Team honors this season. Little bit of a nugget. Also, Sauce is the first rookie cornerback in 41 years to receive this honor. In 41 years, the first rookie cornerback. To receive this honor. They better get the right coach in here. And the right person in here. That can get the best out of Derek Stingley Jr. Because that right there. I mean that is a large gap. And you were on the clock Nick. To pick whatever corner you wanted. If you wanted to go corner. You could pick whatever corner you wanted. He went four to the Jets right behind you. And listen there are going to be some people. Who will make excuses for this pick. For a little bit, you'll say, oh, well, oh, well, you know, he's playing around better defenders. But if this cat here continues to do things like this and Derek Stingley is not playing or having similar seasons like this, that's going to be a problem. That is going to be a blunder for him. This dude did something that has not been done in 41 years. 41 years, that means Dion. Yeah, look, whether it's fair or foul, it's it's reality. And when you when you are when Nick Casario is in a position to draft and and in the top of the draft, in other words, you can draft any position that you want, and you draft one guy, and then the the a guy at the same position goes right behind him or in the next couple of, of picks, then those two guys are going to be compared. Those two yes. guys' careers are going to be compared. It, it's just it's it's part of the business. We said it and the next day. <laughs> yeah, you were you were bit you were high on Sauce Gardner, but the reality of it is is Nick Casario chose Derek Stingley Jr., who we don't know what kind of pro he's going to be because he's proven to be more of what he was in college, which was an injury prone player, and he in the NFL didn't start the season in terms of training camp full go, didn't end the season playing football, and 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 so there's. You know, there's some major concerns there. You played him out of position the entire season in terms of scheme wise. You he didn't you didn't see him in as much man. You didn't he did some shadowing, but it was all in zone. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, there's there's I think there's six draft picks 
that ultimately, if Nick Casario lasts five years of, of, a, of a contract, there's six picks that are going to define Nick Casario. Mm. And and I believe right now, I believe as we know it. Has he already had two of them? He's 0 for 2. Yes. Yeah. I mean, look, there's, 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 and, and look, I'm not, things can change. It's You're early. talking about right now. I'm just talking sit. about right now where we sit. Derek Stingley and Kenyon Green are the Derek Stingley, uh, who, who, what did he play, nine games this year? Um, you, 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 you handled him with kid gloves coming in because he was coming off of an injury. And then, and then he gets injured and he ends up, ends up going on IR and, and, and missing the entire, uh, end of the season, played nine, 10 games this year. And you played him out of position, all of them. So that draft pick, number three overall, we know absolutely nothing about that we didn't know coming out. Talented player. We don't know how he's going to transition to the NFL. We don't know if he can play man-to-man in the NFL. We don't know if he can live on an island in the NFL at the cornerback position. We don't know if he can stay healthy, period. We don't know any more about him than what, than however you evaluated him uh, coming out in, in the draft. Um, and then you look at Kenyon Green. I mean, I, Kenyon Green, I, I think – I think anybody in the right mind would say at this point in time, if you had to grade him right now, which is unfair, but it's the reality of being an NFL player and a first-round draft pick. If you had to grade that pick right now, I think I think I heard Landry talking about it the other day. It's it's he's one of two players in, in, that were in the first round that were given a D. Yep. And so when you look at Nick's draft, there, there's two of the six. Those picks have already been made, and and, and I think if if you had to grade them right now. You 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 failed miserably in both of those picks. We'll see if that if, if they can change it, but that's where we're at now. And the same thing happened with that pick and position. Just like in the first round for the for the Texans, they drafted Derek Stingley Jr. and right behind him, the Jets draft Sauce Gardner. They played the same position. Sauce Gardner helped not only outperformed him, but outperformed anybody as a rookie corner in the last 40, yeah. 41 years. Right. Right. The same thing happened with Kenyon Green. Kenyon Green was a guard that they drafted, and they drafted the first guard off the board in the draft, which means they could have drafted any guard that they wanted to. Then the Chargers, about two picks later, drafted a right guard as well, Zion Johnson, who's going to be on the all-rookie team. (laughs) People have So he had the opportunity twice in the first round to draft, all right, I want to draft a corner. All right, you could take the best corner on the board. He missed out on a guy that made all pro. Like, likelihood, I mean, there are, there are, there are guys that are corners that are pretty solid corners in the league that never have ever made all pro. Yeah. And 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 he's already done it. Like, the, the odds are to think that, boy, it's a shoe and that Derek Stingley will, will match this season ever. Yeah. What would you say, 54 yards? I think I think what I read was out of all the cornerbacks in the NFL that had 120 uh, or more snaps in man-to-man coverage, so those were the only only corners considered. Uh, so you get a good sample size. Um, they they were they were ranking them, and and Sauce Gardner was number one in man-to-man coverage all year long. He gave up 54 total yards in, in of, of catches. Yeah, that's amazing. That's yeah, and then, like I said, whether it's fair or foul, I mean, ultimately Nick Casario is going to be held accountable for these picks. And and if his guys are average to injured, average to below average, and the guys that that were on the board when he picked are going out there and playing big time football, see, the, then then Nick's got to be held accountable. Now, right now, there's going to be a lot of people talking about, oh, well, scheme wise, I was going to say it's coming. Will, it's coming. This oh, is blowing me up. The new coach will fix this. The new coach or the new scheme. Okay, I, I hope that if that's right, then we'll revisit it and. We'll go from there. This fella here, show. Lovey screwed Stingley. That ain't on Casario. Lovey screwed him. 
another one. The coaching staff was asked. Casario can't be blamed for sorry coaching staff. No, Casario can be blamed for putting and drafting him and knowing what kind of system Lovey's going to run. Does he have anything to do with that? <laughs> right? Well, you, I mean, take away take away that aspect of it, right? You drafted a player that that was injured, and what happened in his rookie oh. year? Stayed injured. Yes. I mean, so it, it's it's not. Again, it's just it's 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 a roll of the dice. Every draft pick is a roll of the dice. And, but but Nick Casario's era as a Houston Texan general manager, his time tenure. I'm sorry, not era. His his tenure as as a, 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 a Houston Texans general manager. If he continues to draft, like taking a guard in the first round is ballsy. And you better hit. And you missed. Right, may change. I hope Kenyon Green turns around, has a ten-year career, and he's and he's and he's a Pro Bowler. I, I hope that happens, and it very well may. But right now, it it it, it was not. It does not look like a good pick. And you injured you 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 drafted an, an injury-prone, uh, or, or let's say a player that was injured um, late in his career in college, and he stayed injured in, in his first first uh, year in it's the NFL. Reality. Yeah, I mean, it's just the reality of it of what it is. That's got to pick up. All right, coming up, um, the McNair spoke. They spoke today, and they talked about addressing when coaching candidates hit them up about the one-and-dones. Why have you had two one-and-done coaches? We'll let you hear what they had to say coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, folks. uh, Generally, at this time every week, which is Friday, Tyler generally blesses us with my favorite segment of the week. And that is the best of the drive, the best of the week on the drive. What do you mean? We mean usually. He normally does. I think. Oh, Tyler, we don't have it today. No, we don't have it today. I believe Tyler is punishing us. I just wasn't sure if y'all would have time to get to it, so I didn't want to. Wow. You know, oh, this is what we're going to do. What? This is what he we're going to do. Punishing. He's punishing not just us. He's punishing the people. Are you Are you glad you apologized on Wednesday? Take it back. That's what I do. I don't care. <laughs> you don't care, huh? You you, you apologized and made a big to do and played that that uh, best of on a Wednesday. You sack him on. Listen, for, how for about Friday this? Friday to roll around. Unbelievable. And you I have no man. Listen, boys. And I, that was heartfelt, wasn't it? I that was heartfelt and and played it, man. And it was great. And I appreciated it, no, but you listen, don't. Boys. you don't appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Listen, boys. Were you gone half the week? Was that? Nope. I just wasn't sure if y'all get to it, but I'll tell you this. Stick around after the show for a second. I'll give you a sneak peek as to what it may have been if I would have done it. No. Why? Because I'm not doing that to the people. They've earned the right to hear it. You know how many people? And listen, I felt bad. There were, I had about four or five you know minus what? two people text and tweet me, hey, I listen. I had a guy in particular say, I listen to all of the hours of the show on the Odyssey app, and I never heard the best of. Did you all do it? That wasn't my fault, was it? It wasn't. But that doesn't mean you got to punish us and the people. I'm not punishing you. I wasn't sure this was the first time y'all are in studio. It was a very different Friday for us over the last few months. I wasn't sure if it would if we'd get to it, so I didn't want to spend time on it. This is unbelievable. Just stick it's, around after the show. I, I, I'll I, give got you married, no. I got married, so I have to deal with this kind of stuff. You kidding me? He's mad. That's weird. He is, he is mad, and he is, I mean, he is punishing us. 
I mean, you got to be kidding me. I mean, I, 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 Ain't I, no joke, I sir. read and didn't respond to 15 text messages about how awful that was and how we didn't get to it and trying to make everybody feel bad. Did you and, respond to any and of those? The, hell no, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Uh, on Friday afternoon. You want me to bicker with you about about that? And then, and then about everything else, And then man. on Wednesday, I'm, you cave, and here we are with nothing. Cave? No one made me cave. I made a decision. No, t- show caved. Show caved. It wasn't and, a cave. And, and I, felt, I genuinely felt bad. I genuinely felt bad like I did with that that, that lady on that motorcycle. I've got to, I've got to talk to you. I genuinely Man. felt bad that we didn't that we didn't get to it. I called him multiple times from where we were. He didn't answer. I was like, man, I feel bad. Because I, I said it. I told him. I said, I, now listen, Tyler 2.0, I mean, I, I, I pulled the carpet back. I was telling Aaron, I was like, man, I feel bad for him. And I know these guys put a lot of work in. He goes, yeah. I didn't take it that long. It shouldn't take him that that long to put that together. I mean, Who said this? That's what Tyler 2.0 said. So oh, I just, well, Tyler 2.0 don't know what the hell he's talking about. Aaron's, so he should well, probably I mean, stick had, in his lane. He has produced before. But he's, but I just said, no, nah, man, Tyler works hard. He works really hard. Takes him a long time all week. He's got all week to find it. And now you do this. We are, as I said earlier, and I'll repeat, the number one sports afternoon show in this city. Number one. Facts. And a lot of it has to do with the best segment that we have oh, no, on no, Fridays. No, come on now. And you just do what you want to do. Some little project from the producers making us number one. No, sir. That ain't true. Wow. And the text line said it. That's what... I can't say this without that. <laughs> this is why Figgy Fig is the best that way. <laughs> he is. I've never argued against that. <laughs> He trained me, sir. You hit the nail on the head. Figgy is the best. <laughs> Figgy would never. But I'm trying to get better each day, man. I really am. I'll learn. Gus and Katie's hot. I mean, they wanted to hear it. People want to Gus hear the Katie's best Gus and Katie's always hot. Get a drink, bro. Chill. He had one. He's still hot. I just, I, I saw, I just, so. Can you do, why don't you, do, can you play a sneak peek right now for all of us? No, no, I'm going to hold on to the sneak peek just for, for you guys. To appreciate your apology fully. <laughs> I do love the people. It's not about them. I is just wasn't sure if y'all would get to it. Is there? Can you make an assure? Can you assure us right now that next week you'll 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 have it? Well, hundred percent. Yes, sir. I'll be on it. Yes, sir. No, I will. I'll have it next week. That hurt, man. That's, That's between what, you two. That's what happens when you. You're so soft, show. That's what happens when you get an Aggie. You're, what some of those oh, ouch. That's, come on, it's Friday, guys. Yeast. It's That's soft. S-A-W-F-T. I'm are. just try, I'm trying to get the best out of it, and obviously my technique's not working. Well, clearly feeling sorry ain't working because look what happened. <laughs> that didn't work. Golly, man. <laughs> he probably would. You're right. If I didn't let him play it Wednesday, he probably would have come back ten times harder today and had something just sticking it to us. <laughs> All right, the McNairs, they spoke. They were on, uh, not with us, but they were on earlier with Payne and Pendergast at 945, also within the loop. And uh, I think I think this was a big thing. But this is the big burning question, right, a lot, and that is what do you tell candidates? What do you tell coaches who are coming in? They're going to meet with uh, again and over the weekend. They've met with, with two coaches and interviewed them already. What is the response when it comes up on what was the situation you guys hiring 
two one-and-done coaches consecutively. This was the answer from Cal and Hannah McNair. Some of the opinions have been, okay, well, why would an, why would an owner want to come to this team? Or excuse me, why would a, a coach want to come to this team when they've fired two coaches in two years? Like, what's your, what's your response to that if a prospective coach asks you that question? Uh, good question. Um, yeah, I, and we do have some back and forth, and do, they do have some questions like that. Um, um, <laughs> but it is things, the most attractive job. I mean, I was kidding. Was to me, that I almost said, makes it sound more secure. It's almost like yeah. we, we can't I mean, we can't do one and done. This yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. we're the safest job in the whole NFL now. I mean, yeah. we can't do that again. Yeah. So. Um, let's. Ju- I'll just say this, Clint. I hope in these interview processes that it is tighter than that. I hope that tighter. He didn't have an answer. Here. I hope that he has an answer uh, in the interview process. Yeah. I hope that it comes off, and I'm just hoping this was a deal of, all right, I'm I'm on radio. This is a, a, a not a comfort zone for me, and I had to answer off the cuff. I I hope that they are prepared, and I I would think they're prepared for that question, and I hope it is different in the interview process because that there, that that can't be it because you gotta have you gotta have. You gotta have an answer to that question. That's got to be the number yeah, one answer you I, have. Look, I I told you yesterday, man. I, the the answer to that, I wouldn't even give the opportunity for someone to ask that question. If I were Cal McNair, one, I would be in every interview, um, for the entirety of that interview, and and I would open up with state with a statement from the owner, even if I had to read it. I, I would not, but even if he has to read it, and in that statement. It would be very, very quick and to the point, and it would be there. It would offer some kind of explanation to what happened the last two years. It, it, that there would be an explanation to why you hired and fired a coach two years in a row, and there would be an explanation behind what, when, where, how Jack Easterby came and went. Very brief. You don't go into. You don't go into detail. Hey, we, we hired a bridge the gap coach. We thought David Culley was the guy. It, it was a three year, two to three year process. David Culley quickly appeared to be overwhelmed, and we felt like it was the betterment of our program to move in a different direction. Lovey Smith took over. You don't have to go into the Josh McCown and all this kind of stuff. We hired we hired Lovey Smith, and and he kept us afloat for a year. Did some good things for us. The players knew him. They were familiar with him. And now we're at a point right now after two years where we feel like we're ready to take off and we got to find our guy for the next 10 or 15 years. Mm. That's it. Yep. I mean, something. Something got to have. You got to be ready you gotta for You got to have it. something. Like, to me, they're, they're in a situation where he even has to have something right there on, on that, right there on the radio. Like, he's got to have something. Even well, there. are, there's, there's already been an interview. Boy, I just... This is because what they're fighting is, do these guys know what they're doing? Correct. That that that's the bigger thing about firing two coaches. Not that not that if D'Amico Ryan's interviews here or 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 Shane Steichen interviews here, if they think, boy, man, you guys fired David Cully and Lovey Smith, they're gonna doing, fire me. And they man. were doing jam up jobs. Yeah, man. they're what? gonna you're gonna fire. Me. It's not that. No, it is. Am I coming to a place of incompetence? In my times talking with Cal McNair, I don't think you are. I don't think he's incompetent. But he's got to do more than just say it at meetings. Like, that that thing's got to show because 
because that's the that's the thought process going into it for yeah. people. And when you see, hey man, the owner went on the on the radio. So what what what's your response to it? And I mean, and he didn't have anything. Like, I don't believe that is the case. I think he knows, but man, he even has to present it to me because it's just that's the that's the battle they have is that this is an organization that people think and wonder if they know what they're doing, and yeah. that doesn't help that. Yeah, that well, case. no, look, I mean, I don't think that was a stage fright. I don't think that was a I'm not comfortable in the media. That was I don't have an answer. I mean, that 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 was a look. I mean, the, the top three. Oh. The top three things that I feel like going into an interview, you got you got to know, you got to know what people are asking or, or what candidates are going to ask. The top three things are why are you why you why'd you fire two coaches in a row, and am I going to get am I going to get the patience that's necessary to get this thing on track? I've heard a lot about this Jack Easterby guy that that uh, was was doing crazy thing with players and basically tore down the organization and was and and was, um, you know, rose to the top in in a, in a crazy way. Tell me about that. Can you explain that away? Because I don't want it in my organization. I don't want it around my players, right? And then I think number three has to be a, a Nick Casario question relative to. How hands on is Nick Casario? And I, I, I'm not saying that because of Nick and 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 what I believe Nick to be, which which at one point was 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 probably a more hands on general manager than most. I think that's a general question when a head coach goes in, in interviews: is what's the relationship like between me and the general manager? I definitely think it's one here. Why'd you fire two guys so quickly? And I, am I going to get the patience? Am I going to get the time to turn this thing around? Jack Easterby's gone. Jack, you know, I think there, there's probably some Jack Easterby stuff, and then and then Nick Casario, what general manager, head coach, belief and and control. What what does that look That's like? That's before you even get to what's the quarterback situation. If I don't address those things in a, in an initial statement, I'm damn sure going to have answers for them if they're asked of me because I'm going to expect those three to be asked of me. There's probably going to be something about the draft specific with a quarterback. What do you guys want us to do at the quarterback position? Are we drafting a quarterback number two overall? Are we going free agent? What's the plan at the quarterback position? I mean, those these are things that I'm just if I like those would all be on on top of mind, front of mind, to where if somebody walked in and hit me with a question, I'd be on it. How how after we've, we're already one in? How did Cal not have an answer for that? That's that's concerning. I'm just, no, it's very concerning. I'm just gonna I'm gonna hope and hope and lean on that it was the setting. The setting yeah, and, yeah. and 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 where he was that 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 brought that response. That's what, that's what I'm going to hope for. That, that, well, that's, I mean, and look, here's here's, lean and hope here's the thing. Because. I think it's another example of exactly why Cal and Hannah and Nick and whoever the head coach is, why they should come on the station more often than once every quarter or once every to six be more months. Comfortable in those. Well, yeah, you, Nick. I mean, look, right now, if if Cal and Hannah came back on within the week and said, "Look, this is here's here's." I wasn't ready for the question, and I didn't want to let the cat out of the bag. I thought about it. Here's here's what you know what we what what we went through and what we would tell folks. It's that easy. But you go stick your head in the sand, and then everybody creates their own narrative around it. Uh, and you do that for two, three, four years, then no wonder we are where we are. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, behind us, uh, the best of the best of today with Figgy and uh, our guy Tyler Milner. Coming up uh, right behind us, 6 to 8. So stay tuned. Don't turn that dial at all. Clint, great job. Great week. Tyler, 
Great job. Tyler, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm not even mad at you. I'm just disappointed. Hey, today's not the day to pile on, man. I'm just disappointed. I today's promise to, to you and on. everyone listening, the best of the week makes its glorious return next Friday. Stop doing this. No, we're just telling today ain't today. Today is definitely not the day. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, for Tyler Clint. I am Ron, the show as always, Houston. We love you, baby. You can never sneak does a little modeling. I think I want to get into that. Maybe you should start out by coordinating your outfits when you come to work. You look like a bag of Skittles. <laughs> Listen. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.